0: You are listening to the Woman of Faith Podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith Podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. The episode that you're about to listen to is a podcast mini episode. So normally my podcast episodes vary from 35 to 45 minutes long. This one is going to be about 20 minutes and primarily because I recorded it in my car on my way home from work and it was something that I wanted to do because it was on my mind and I wanted to get the thoughts out before I forgot what I wanted to share. So on this week's mini episode, I want to discuss poverty mindset and how poverty mindset is keeping so many people of color, especially women, stuck in situations that are no longer serving us. What exactly is a poverty mindset? Well, a poverty mindset is one that influences behaviors consistent with beliefs that money shouldn't be spent, opportunities are limited, and any risk at all Is dangerous. So it's this idea that we have to stay where we are, that we have to be happy with the little bit that we have, because to expand our idea around money and around abundance would require us to step out of that comfort zone. You know, so a poverty mindset also tells us that any success we get is temporary, that it's non-replicable, and that generally we have to stay where we are because that is the safest, right? Anytime that we do something that we have not done before, anytime that we step out on fear, We're taking a chance and we're taking a risk. And the truth is that we are not conditioned to be risk takers. We are conditioned to play it safe. And so much of that is rooted in colonization and this idea that we have to just be happy with what we get with a little bit of scraps that get thrown to us. And as I was driving home from work, I was really thinking about what that means, not just for our generation, but for future generations. How does that apply to our children and to our children's children? And when we talk about breaking generational curses and creating generational wealth, there's no way that we're going to be able to do that if we are stuck in a poverty mindset. And so for me, the goal is that we start to think about our futures, about our financial future, about what that means, about what it is that we're doing right now to set us up so that we can shift From a poverty mindset to an abundance mindset, because an abundance mindset is one that assures you that you are successful and that you can replicate success. That it's not just a one and done, that you have value and talents and skills that are in strong demand and that people want to pay you top dollar for the skills and the talents and the expertise that you have. It's this idea that you can handle most situations that come your way successfully. And that even in the times that you can't, that you're resilient enough and that you can bounce back quickly. So it's this idea that just because you get knocked down doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stay down, that you can at any time pick yourself up and that you can replicate the success that you've had in the past. And so much of what is keeping us stuck, I believe, is this idea that there isn't enough, that there isn't enough money, that there isn't enough resources, that we don't have enough time, and this idea of not having enough um Keeps us in a space where we're hoarding our money, where we believe that we have to continuously save our money instead of invest our money. Because investing requires, again, that word risk, right? And we have not been conditioned or even taught about how to invest and how to invest wisely. And, and so we just choose to play it safe. And so if you're wondering whether or not you operate from a poverty mindset, let me break down some signs for you and then think about whether or not you exhibit any of these in your life. So signs of a poverty mindset include... Belief that you are a victim of others' decisions and choices, right? So it's this idea that you are where you are because of what other people have done to you or said to you or what they haven't allowed you to do. Um, Another sign of poverty mindset is that you have a fear of spending money on non essentials. So, really, it's this idea. That you don't gift yourself anything, that you don't reward yourself anything, that if it's not something you necessarily need, then you're not going to spend the money on it. Another sign is um, that you're constantly searching for the cheapest alternative, even if it's a discomfort, even if it's uncomfortable to you, even if you know you, um, something you don't really like, but you figure, hey, um, it's cheap, let me get this. And a lot of times what I've learned in my own life is that when we search for the cheaper alternative, that that lacks quality. And so in the end, you end up spending more money versus had you just splurged on the better quality item, which oftentimes costs a little bit more money. And, and poverty mindset leads you to believe that you're not deserving of the good stuff. And the truth is that you are, we all are. Another sign of poverty mindset is this obsession with getting deals or getting things for free. Listen, I ain't even gonna lie. When I was young and when I was out in the clubs and I wasn't really working or making money, then absolutely, I was obsessed We're trying to get in the club for free, trying to figure out how I was going to, who was going to buy my drinks, you know, Um, but all of that was rooted in poverty mindset because I had no money, you know, Um, but I also didn't know any better back then. Um, Another sign of poverty mindset is that you deny yourself as an ongoing way of life. Again, you're not splurging on yourself. You know, you work hard and every dollar you're just saving and hoarding. Um, You know, one of the things that I'm really big on, you know, even now in my life is that we don't just work um, to pay bills. You know, there has to be a balance. And so I'm not saying that you're going to, that you should go into debt trying to you know, spoil yourself because that's not even what this podcast is about. It's it's really more centered on how can you be smart with your money, where you're paying your debts, but you're also allowing yourself to enjoy the fruits of your labor because you deserve it. Another sign of poverty mindset is feelings of guilt when you have more than someone else, right? This also comes from Colonization. So, for those of us who find ourselves in a different financial bracket, um, you find yourself with different resources. You know, you might look at others that you came up with from your old neighborhood, and they may not be doing as well as you financially, and then you feel guilty about that. Another sign of a poverty mindset is that you don't boast about your achievements. Um, or not that you don't boast about your achievements, but rather you're afraid to be seen as boasting when you describe a simple accomplishment, you know, and again, rooted in colon colonization when we see ourselves you know do something good and progress to a certain level or get or have a specific accomplishment. We might be hesitant to share that with others because we don't want them to look at us and think, like, oh, well, she thinks she's better than me now because she did this or she got that. Um, So, if that is part of your mindset, that is rooted in poverty mindset because it's this idea almost of the haves and the have nots, where in reality, we all have access to the abundance that exists in the world when we look at it from the perspective of God being our source. right? God provides us with all that we need and want. And so if he has given us free will, if he has given us special skills and talents and gifts and and a mind that we can think and reason and and just be logical, um, there's no limit to what we can do. And there's no limit to what we can earn, you know, but the poverty mindset has us believing that there are limits and that we are somehow responsible for what others don't have. But the truth is we are all responsible for ourselves. And each and every one of us has been equipped with everything that is necessary to live an abundant life. Um, I just want to share a couple of more signs here um, to help you decide whether or not you think you have a poverty mindset. But another big one is that you never pick up a check when you go out. So if you're like in a big group or if you just go out with a girlfriend um, and you never pick up the check or you always just want to split it, um, chances are you're operating from a space of a mindset of poverty. Um Additionally, if you never feel like you have enough reserves or resources, again, that's the idea of not enough and believing that what we have is going to run out and that once it runs out, we can never get it back, right? So all of these different types of things um, can be indicators of having a poverty mindset. And one of the worst aspects of an ingrained poverty mindset is that we tend to pass this on to our children. And that's why it's so important for us to start doing the work now within ourselves to kind of overcome this mindset so that our children don't inherit the same mindset, the same money behaviors, because the reality is that many of us Inherited it from our own parents, and that is because they just didn't know any better when they were coming up. A lot of, a lot of them, and a lot of, um, a lot of us um, have parents who who are immigrants. We might be first generation, um, you know, people here, and they were concerned with just surviving right? Just making it through the day, making it through the month. And so they were not in a position to even think about what it meant to create wealth. And furthermore, they weren't taught. So many of our ancestors um, were purposely kept down, right? Because they needed our free labor. They needed what they were not willing to do. And that's why so much of the poverty mindset is, it stems from colonization. And so um, as I kick this week's episode off, these are just some things that I want you to think about. Just want to warn you that the quality of the audio you're about to hear is not going to be the clearest because like I said, I was in my car on my way home from work. So you might hear um, other cars, you might hear um, horns honking, all that good stuff. But for me, the message was so much more important than the aesthetic of the episode. So I hope that this episode blesses you. I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear your own views and opinions as it applies to money and a poverty mindset. And and maybe you have ideas of what we can start doing as a community, to start shifting from poverty mindset to abundance mindset. So without further ado, here's this week's episode. You are tuned in to the Woman of Faith podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Back to another episode of the Women of Faith podcast. This episode is what I like to call a podcast short, so it's not going to be as long as one of my regular episodes, but I wanted to drop it because I have been thinking a lot about wealth, about financial independence, about legacy, about what all of that means, particularly for communities of color, but even more specifically, as it applies to women and women of color and how many of us are so far behind this wealth building game, you know? And I think a part of me really thinking about this is because it was a topic at the Breaking Free Conference. And so I'm gonna have a longer episode on wealth building, on money mindset, on what it really means to build and establish true wealth and financial independence. But I'm on my way home and I wanted to share just some of the things that I've been thinking about. So this mini episode is about breaking free from Poverty mindset, and how so much of what we think about money and our ability to get it is rooted so much in colonization, in the fact that many of our ancestors were slaves and that also many of our ancestors were immigrants. You know, even for those um, like myself, who technically are citizens of the United States, my family came from Puerto Rico, you know, and we have been an island, a commonwealth. We have been a, a country that has been colonized for much of its history. Um, So when you think about what that means, it means that from its inception, the island and its people have never had an opportunity to build wealth, to be self-sufficient, to be self-sustaining, because we always have been under the thumb and the hand of another country. And so when you think about what that impact has on generations and generations of people, it's no wonder that so many of us operate from this poverty mindset because it's this idea that we are just living to survive and that this idea or this concept of, really thriving and attaining true prosperity is beyond our reach. And really why we, why that is a belief is because it's what has been ingrained in us from generation to generation. And I think that it's up to us like our generation and then the future generations, like our children and their children's children to start breaking free from that idea because we are no longer, um, we are no longer deterred by what other people allow us to do. Like we exist now in a world where anything is possible, where if we put our mind to something and we put in the hard work that we can attain the American dream. I mean, I'm living proof of it. Not saying that I'm rich by any means, but the fact that my parents are homeowners, my sister and myself are both homeowners, that our children have never lived in apartment buildings or in projects or in any of the things that I grew up in. I grew up in a five-story tenement building with no elevator, so we had to walk up stairs. Um, I grew up at a time where my parents, you know, did receive assistance from the government, where we did receive food stamps, where our health insurance was Medicaid. These are not things that my children have ever experienced, and that is because I have been able to leverage the opportunities and the privilege of being an American, of being able to attend school, of being able to earn a degree, and and to be able to negotiate now my salary whenever I'm looking for employment, that I don't just have to accept the first offer that is given to me because I have education, I have experience, I know my worth, I know what my value is, And I can go and I can communicate that and I can negotiate for myself. But I digress. We are able to do that only because of the sacrifices that our ancestors made. You know, um, the ones that built this country literally off of their blood, sweat, tears. Um, You know, when I think about. My grandfather, who came to the United States from Puerto Rico, he didn't have any education. I think he had like a third grade education. He wasn't formally educated. He came here. He made a life for himself and his family. But he did that through hard work and hustle. And by knowing and understanding that the way that he was going to build his wealth was through entrepreneurship and by um, buying property. And these were the skills and the, I guess the example that he set for my dad and for my dad's siblings. And so it's no wonder that for me and my sister, this is also the mindset that we now have. And so even with that, you know, we, I think at least for me, I still struggle with taking risks. Because a part of me is still conditioned to believe, well, what if I lose it? And what I'm starting to learn and what I'm starting to reteach myself is that God is my source. And money is a tool and a resource. And it's a resource that never runs out. And what I mean by that is that where, I guess, previous generations believed that they had to hoard their money, they had to save their money. One of the mindset shifts that I'm starting to have is that we're never going to become wealthy by hoarding and saving our money. The only way we're going to start to generate true wealth is by using our income The money that we're earning and investing a portion of that into wealth generating things, whether that is investing in property that is going to accumulate in value, whether that's investing in stocks and securities and all of these other different um, things that we can use to build wealth, that is what we have to start doing. It's no longer feasible for us and our generation to believe that we're going to generate wealth by saving and hoarding our money. And I think that that is what rich, wealthy people know and understand, that the way that they're going to generate income and more wealth is by taking the money that they already have and reinvesting it so that that money can start working for them. And I have recently um, become connected to a family member, to my husband's cousin, who is a self-made millionaire. And he has become kind of like my money mentor because he is someone who has been able to generate wealth and additional revenue streams by understanding that the way you build wealth is by investing and he has this bi-monthly uh group coaching cohort that he facilitates on building wealth and at starting from the bottom so it doesn't matter where you are on your own money journey he really teaches you how to reduce your spending how to start leveraging some of the money that you're saving and re allotting that into investments and into other things that can generate more income for you. And this is something that I have started to do. And one thing that I had never done um, prior to probably working with him was that, um, Our banks, whoever you bank with, I bank with Bank of America, and they provide so many different spending, budget, and investing tools right on their website, and one of the things that I did a few weeks ago was I logged into my account, and I accessed one of their spending tools, and what it did was it broke down my spending habits by category. So it shows you how much money you bring in monthly, but then it also shows you how much money you're spending every single month. And then it breaks it down by category. So you can see how much money is going for your regular um, living expenses. You know, so I saw like my mortgage and my utilities, um, credit card, you know, payments, all of those expenses. But then it also breaks it down by how much money you spend like on groceries and eating out at restaurants and entertainment and all of that. And on average, my family and I spend $850 a month eating out. And that's not on top of the money that we spend on groceries every week. So if I break that down, that's that's about $200 a week we're spending on eating out. And I didn't even realize that. So when I look at that $800, I'm thinking like, I can make better use of this money instead of eating out every single month. That's $800 I can be using to invest in something else that is going to generate income for me. And so one of the things that I want you to start being mindful of is taking inventory of where your money is going every single month. You know, it's really easy to whip out our debit cards, you know, and we spend $5 here, $10 there every single day. And we're like, oh, that, you know, that's nothing, right? It's it's not much, but when you take that amount of money, and you start adding it up by 30 days in a month you'll see that you're spending a pretty penny on things that you really should not be spending your money on and so i'm gonna invite um my husband's cousin onto the podcast to talk a little bit more about how we can start building wealth how we can start how we how we can become more mindful of the money that we're spending and start taking inventory of what we need to start doing right now to create a, a better financial future for ourselves. And so as I end this little mini episode, one thing I want you to ask yourself is, what do I think about money? What is my money mindset? Am I living from a place of scarcity, believing that I have to hold on to every dollar, believing that I have to save? Or do you look at money as a tool, as a resource, and, or, and as something that you can generate more of? Because if I, if you take anything from this little mini episode, what I want you to understand is that God is the source of everything in our lives. And if he is our source, then that means that the things in our life, they never run out. Because God already knows what we need and he's always in a position to provide. And one of the things that I have learned is that as long as I have a brain, as long as I am creative and I have ideas and I have skills and expertise and talent, then I will always be able to generate income and make money and earn a dollar. So the same way I earn money at my day job Is the same way I can earn money doing anything I set my mind to. So if you take anything away from this episode, let it be that. Let it be that God is your source. And because He is your source, He has equipped you with every single thing that you need to cultivate abundance in your life. And that includes money. Thank you for tuning into this mini episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you learned anything from this, shoot me a message, leave me a comment, a rating, or a review, and let me know if you want to have a longer episode on what it means to break free from scarcity and poverty mindsets. Until next time, I hope that you put yourself first and that you remind yourself that no matter what's happening in your life, You have been created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.